for you. Yeah. You got a mystery for me? <laughs> Is that how you want me to start it off? <laughs> if you could just give me one of those great puns. Like, what's uh, what's the guy like CSI Miami? He always, David Caruso. Picture this. We are standing outside of Las Vegas, Sin City. And we're somehow near the Grand Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> And it had been raining in the desert. <laughs> and there is a, <laughs> a dead woman in a pit. And then he looks at her and he goes, I guess that's the pits. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> well, that's, that's a perfect way to start it. Welcome to uh, Roll and Move, the internet's only podcast that talks about terrible board games, sometimes car games, everything regrettable i am your first co-host and uh, one of the founders of rough draft games thomas youngerberg and with me here as always is garrett lively i don't think my death is going to be uh gonna need an investigation because i will just be killing myself jeff lee i've got the means and the motives but not the opportunity <laughs> just can't quite fit it in the schedule today we're going to be looking at all things grizzly all things macabre all things csi because we got a little treat for you guys today we got a little Little, little card game here. What was it called, Garrett? Was it the CSI game? It's a CSI Crime Scene Investigation, the crime game. So right. you have three different versions of crime in that Crime game is right. <laughs> this game was a crime. <laughs> crime against humanity. So where'd you get this, Garrett? This is a uh, half-price book steal. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my. It was... Okay. And I, I, I'm the one that got stolen from... Your, your time and your well-being... <laughs> I mean, this is, I think, my, it, it's, we had some pretty bottom of the barrel activities last week, but I really cannot wait to, uh, to dive into this one, guys. <laughs> Just remember, uh, you can't go any lower than 24, so. I, I, I can't, and I, I, I'm not sure if I would. We'll save it. We'll save it for the, for the, for the rest of the podcast to uh, talk about our feelings and mm-hmm. hold hands and say kumbaya, but I think first things first, we got to do what we always do. We got to do a little background information on this thing. All right. Now, CSI, many people confuse CSI with like the law and orders, the the different uh, television procedurals. But this is this is 100 percent produced by Jerry Bruckheimer. Now, (laughs) that means quality. Okay, national treasure is a national treasure. if You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But this board game is a national travesty. So let's go ahead and talk about who produced it. It was produced by uh, CBS Broadcasting, Inc., and also The Finns. The Finnish had a hand in this. The okay. uh, the company Competo. I'm not sure if there's a weird pronunciation This is a declaration that. of war. I know. <laughs> this game is this a declaration is... of war. <laughs> They've never done anything wrong that I can remember. I've never like, oh, man, The Finns were on the wrong side of history. But this time, I don't know. Mm. I don't know if I can let this slide. They have some pretty cool games listed on their website. A lot of look... Looks like dexterity-based games. They look like happy people. But these people have skeletons in their closet in the shape of this game because we had a... (laughs) They had a hand in this. They didn't design it. The the designers were... There's actually four of them listed on BoardGameGeek. Jeff Colthrope, Barry Hobbs. I think these guys just wrote the game because it's much less of a game and more... (laughs) Than group reading. Of a story. Right. More of group reading. So... For those of you who are familiar with CSI, as you can imagine, we're going to be solving a murder in this game. So how do you do that? Well, I think in order to sort of to touch on that issue, we should talk about maybe 
What's in the box? If we had a if we had a drop of Brad Pitt yelling, "What's in the box?" What's in the box? That would be the time to play it. Maybe I'll add that. We'll see. So Garrett, what's in the box? In the box, we have a deck of cards for four different episodes. Uh, each episode consists of twenty four. I'm sorry, twenty seven cards. And we have a twelve sided. We have a D twelve, ladies and gentlemen. A nice D twelve. If you remember from our. Uh, Small Soldiers Big Battle board game episode. Mm-hmm. The uh, the die in that board game, Thomas had to paste the stickers on himself. Uh, CSI thought that was a great idea, so they gave <laughs> they gave me a D twelve with uh you know because your D twelve it's got the pentagon shaped sides right <clears throat> right. So I've got these pentagon shaped stickers. Uh, fortunately, I wasn't the first owner of this board game. You know, like the uh, the Lord of the Rings Return of the King where I had to put everything together. So fortunately, mm-hmm. I didn't have to spend my time uh, putting the Pentagon stickers on this die. How How is the quality of sticker application? Uh, you know, honestly, it's pretty good. Not not uh, Easy for you to say. You kept rolling freaking mm-hmm. the, uh, I, the wild I, card roll. I, I'm pretty sure that die was not... <laughs> the stickers were not placed yeah, correctly. Yeah, I think it's a loaded I think, die. So I'm not sure about the stickers. I think they, they actually kind of look pretty evenly spread. Uh, but what I will say is they aren't very centered in the, in the face of each thing. Uh, but they all are flat. I will say whoever applied the stickers, I can't really fault them. The person I'm faulting is the game designer. This, uh, this, this is a hollow chunk of plastic. It doesn't look like it's very even to me. It doesn't look like a great D12. You can go. Not really any good weight to it, huh? No, there's no good weight to it at all. Um, In fact, it kind of bounced around quite a bit. Oh boy. Uh, Zero. Yeah, I'm gonna (laughs) I'm gonna see if we can kind of pick this up on my mic. Here's some me rolling it in action. This. Oh, sounds pretty. Sounds hollow. Sounds like a bird bone, Gare. It sounds like you could just you could you broke that in half. You could drink through that thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And then the uh, final thing that's in the box is the booklet that comes with it where you read through the stories. Um, and it has the four stories. Uh, each story contains the setup part of the story, which is, you know, a page long. And then the cleanup part of the story, which is where you decipher if you actually solve the mystery. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's it. You so, also have the arrest warrants, right? Like the, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I'm sorry. There's also the arrest warrants uh, that are included in the box where you can keep track of the information that you obtain from the cards throughout the game. And at the end of the game, you'll turn in your arrest warrant. And if it exactly matches the conclusion of the story in the book, you win. And for better or for worse, like the arrest warrants for our audience to, to understand... They're pretty thematically aligned in that they're really, really boring. They're just like... <laughs> they do just, have a watermark, though, right, Gare? They do have a watermark, yes, absolutely. They have a I watermark. Like that. There's a lot of check boxes. Yeah. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, like, it's... if you Just picture a government document. It's, it's what you're going to get. And the watermark uh, is a... They did a great job. A, the watermark is a police badge, and it has the CSI initials there in the middle. Yep. DMV a- Simulator 2012. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when this game came out. It's should probably look that up. Uh, no, I think you're right. 2012. Was it 2012? No, no. 2012. 2004. 2004. Sorry, sorry, sorry. 2004. Oh Jesus man, I was Christ. gonna say because CSI. I'm looking here. The first episode aired in 2000, so 2012 would have been way late. 2004 yeah. is like I guess kind of right there. You know, board well, games when, are kind of picking when up. When did premiere? Sorry. Uh, October 6, 2000 was the original release okay. of CSI. Okay, so jumping in, they they jumped in before season 15, right? So they're okay. <laughs> Right before they jumped the shark. 15 was the one where it jumped, and we all know that. 
Okay, so we have we have all the uh, we have everything that's inside of the uh, of the box here. So, mm-hmm. Jeff, how, how did this game play, sort of, in your opinion? <laughs> Can you walk us through sort of the mechanics? Like, what do we got to do? What are the rules here? All right. Well, the rules are uh, you take the d12 and you roll it, and then the 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 means of playing the game are that you have to solve the crime. You have to figure out who did it. You have to mm-hmm. figure out the means, the motive, and the opportunity, and you can't make a guess until level three, which is just the third section of the game. Um, when you roll the die, you have to collect one of seven pieces of evidence, uh, interrogation, autopsy, identification, trace, ballistics, forensics, and DNA. You can't move on to the next level until you've collected all those pieces. Uh, and the only way that you're going to collect those pieces are you either roll the die that um, that signifies that piece, so maybe you roll it and you get the autopsy side of the die, you can mm-hmm. pick up the autopsy card. You only need to pick it up once. Or you get um, uh, a wild card side of the die, which just lets you pick up any piece that uh, you're missing or whatever you want. Right. And I think I want to be clear here that all these cards say the same thing because there's only one story, right? right? So you're, is, there's essentially a pool of information that you're accessing one bit bit. at a time. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And if you accidentally roll a, uh, like, if you roll for the autopsy card, and you have you've it. already yep. gotten the autopsy card. Tough luck. You lost your turn. Tough luck. <laughs> if you're if you're a fledgling uh, game designer and you want to kind of try out these mechanics yourself, I'd recommend just grabbing a book, um, say, War and Peace, rip out every single page, Ooh. shuffle them, and then you and three other friends just sit around in a circle and just randomly distribute the pages to everybody. Uh, and just kind of when you're done with the page, somebody else can have it, but try to construct the story after you've just kind of ripped out every single page and distributed it and try to, and it's out of order. Yeah. Cause you don't know what the, what the timeline is and the, the content on these cards is massive. Yeah. Like it started off like the first two that I got were just like maybe like a couple sentences and I was like, okay. And then like you're, you're reading Paragraphs. paragraphs. Yeah. It's a lot of reading, uh, this game. And you don't know what's evidence or what's need-to-know information. Like, if it's saying times, if it says at 615, uh, this agent talked to this individual, his name was this, and he saw something at the scene of the crime uh, next to uh, footprints that he left. And you're, it's throwing so much stuff at you. Which, you made the point, Jeff, might be kind of thematic. Might put you in the role of an investigator where you don't know what I think is... it's one of those things where like we really appreciate storytelling in games but there's a point where it goes too far and the storytellers tried to also um, be the game designers in this case and I think mm-hmm. it just kind of fell flat like it lengthened the, the game artist yeah it lengthened <laughs> I uh, yep all the arts just text so I guess you're right um, Barry, yep. Barry Hobbs both designed and was the artist for this game oh really he really was yeah. okay yeah. wow um <laughs> It, and it like it, you know, and it just made the game like so. We we were at first we were rolling every level. You're just rolling and picking up cards. You're, it's moving relatively fast, but we kept getting stuck because everyone said, "Hold on, let's just catch up on our reading." Like we we literally had to spend thirty mm-hmm. to fifty percent of our time just catching up on the reading to understand what the cards meant um, yeah. before we moved on. Yeah, and then did did you talk about how when you are stuck in a level, you can you can kind of just get stuck in a level? So this game successfully implemented a roll and move uh, favorite where you have the dice based purgatory, but there's actually no moving in this game. There's no board. 
there's yep. there's like this there's a scenario where you have to roll the exact right thing and if not your turn's over sorry and it just goes around the board yeah and um, then statistically actually as you near towards the end of the level you're more likely to get stuck because mm-hmm. you have all the cards except for let's say let's say i'm only missing interrogation so mm-hmm. if i'm not rolling a wild or i'm not rolling an interrogation i'm just gonna have to keep passing my turn and so we had right. rounds where we we're just rolling and nobody was doing anything <laughs> Uh, and then it's this kind of stroke of luck on whoever gets to advance next and get another piece that they need. And that, and that was frustrating. It happened to me on level two. I, I rolled trace like six or seven times and I already had trace. You know, like you can only collect it once. So I just I basically skipped six or seven turns. And as you can imagine, that's a pretty big disadvantage. Right. I kind of wish th- that instead of making information overload the realistic part of this game, they had made the part of the game where you don't have to roll a die to decide if you can go into your uh, your blood forensics experts office yeah i I think i wish they had that made that part the realistic part so it's not a matter of chance (laughs) and whether you can just knock say hey can i come in uh roll that die buddy let's see see oh yeah why don't you go see marge again but i'm just trying to do my job (laughs) i need you to really understand the trace information the trace evidence you're just not understanding this is a one in 12 type office and uh you didn't make the cut (laughs) oh another thing that's really funny about those uh levels that you were talking about so there's three levels in the game one two three and it tells you to keep all your information hidden so you <laughs> like you're not working together on this right no. but no it's so a race it says in the rules it's a race hidden, to solve the murder even though you're all looking at the same cards and then mm-hmm. when everyone gets out of level one it says flip all the cards on level one and it makes it public information <laughs> open information yeah <laughs> So it's just like, why Why did you waste our time having us write down? Because Jeff and I have, we're playing this online, miraculously. And <laughs> I don't know how he did it. I, I have an entire games. cork board of evidence cards that I pulled from this game on paint. Jeff, do you have the same? Yeah, I, I did. I use a little other software. But yeah, basically the same idea. All these screen caps with little notes next to them. Some of them just say, I knew it. Some of them had like three exclamation points. And then I had a list of all the different um, evidence cards that I had collected to know when I could move on. And I, I started a new board for every level. Um, and yeah, it's just a collection of all the cards so that I can just read them again. But Well, it's a good thing you only had to make two. I know. Well, <laughs> yeah, thank you, Dice. <laughs> I had a Word document open, Garrett, the second that you started reading the case information. There is so much text here. Yeah. Here's the, some of the facts that I wrote down. Uh uh, discovery of the body body at 6.15 a.m. Steady rain since 1 a.m. Grand Canyon scene of crime. Female spotted by survey plane at sunrise. Rain washed away evidence? Question mark. Uh, time of death undetermined due to cold rain. Car found 50 miles north of the scene of crime. Lemon gin under driver's <clears throat> seat. Capped. Possibly not open or broken into. Uh, one daughter, five years of marriage. Ex-husband is certainly a suspect. Seen pilot said that he was the last to see her alive and she was drunk but the uh the mechanic and the other employee were sent home early i wrote all this down i didn't write nothing. nearly as much as you did for nothing <laughs> i was just I read storming as much through as you did. it almost none of this has anything to do with like with like what you're getting from the car you don't need to know the times but you don't know that because there's no there's no help one of the things that i think made me write down so much is i was actually excited about this yeah a little story to start i think yeah. a storytelling game would really go right up your alley i love story-based games i love um i love pandemic legacy yeah. i've played dungeons and dragons i've played shadow of the demon lord uh-huh. i can sit and listen to a story nice good story 
Good for, old story. For hours. I can do it. I can listen uh, to story for hours. I can. Well, <laughs> shut up. Did you, were, you the, were you the guy that played Fable and like read all the books in the game? And like uh, uh, Oblivion. Oblivion, yes. yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> yeah. even more. Jeez. The, the lusty Argonian maid. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Good God. It's great. Great lore building. Book reading simulator. AKA Kindle. <laughs> that, well, I guess what I'm trying to say is that there is a demographic for this type of a game, right? Sure. A story-based uncovering the scene of the crime, the witnesses, interrogating suspects, all that is good fun. Mm-hmm. It was just implemented horribly yeah. because this was a book put on cards. Right, yeah. Yep, they, they took an episode plot and they split it up into cards and each one had they basically put them into categories and you just had to collect the categories and make a guess that yeah that's you and can the, just up the game in like 30 seconds that way but we had to play through it for like an hour and a half they like took a murder uh, dinner party you know those things but they just take out all the acting and just mm-hmm. you have to read through it you're reading the synopsis of that yeah in, in and it stinks because i was i was excited for this and i feel like that this could have been they could have done this game in a lot cooler of a oh, way. Oh, absolutely. Really like, imagine there's the a mechanic where you, like, have to do something mm-hmm. in order to, let's say, do a DNA test, and it could come back wrong. You might have to go and collect other DNA, or maybe you have to yeah. you have to go do certain things when you're interrogating, and there's different branches that you can do. There's a ton of stuff they could have done, but yeah. they didn't, so. I think that's a great direction to take this, Garrett. What would you have done to have improved this game if you really just wanted to capitalize on that theme? for that specific audience because we know it's out there yeah absolutely i think it, it, doing the investigations i mean a lot of times that is a crapshoot you can do you can you can do the the dice rolling as this game wanted you to have you can do skill checks um however you wanted to do it whether or not matches came up for this set of fingerprints um but again that's going to be a very elaborate game at which they were certainly willing to write all the all the cards for they just didn't have the mechanics to back it up. Yeah, so I want to make a comment because you mentioned that this game could be really complex, but I think it can go the opposite way. Um, for example, in the game Deception, Murder in Hong Kong, which is a social deduction game, um, all you do is you pick, uh, people have like a couple tiles in front of them that are means of the murder and a couple tiles in front of them that are evidence. Uh, the murderer picks two of them, and then um, you basically have to go around guessing uh, who did what, uh, who the murderer is, um, you know, what... Uh, what they used or how they killed the person and what the evidence was. And there's a person that plays as the principal investigator. And that person gives hints throughout the game. They can't talk, uh, but they slowly lead all the players towards guessing, um, you know, the the means, uh, the the evidence, and then the murderer. So, I, and that game is super simple to play. It's a great party game. Um, you can play up to 12 people. Um, and it's, it's just this, but in a much cleaner, simpler way. And it has a ton of replayability. Uh, because right. the cards get shuffled in. So, and in this game, how many crimes were there, Garrett? Four crimes. Yeah. So you play through this four times and you're done. Like you can't That's play it. it. You can't play with anybody else ever again. I thought what's funny. I mentioned I bought this used. Uh, so included in my box were the first por- first four porcels that decided to play this game, um, and, and they also only made it through the first crime scene. And you can tell none of them were close to the final solution. Which oh, is, <laughs> they just have, there's this one sheet with just X's everywhere. Like they're, they've furiously <laughs> crossed out everything on their list no, because no, 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 up. no, no. I think it's there's, funny that when they sold it back to half price books games, they left that in there as a reminder. Like you open the box and you immediately know that someone had regret this purchase. Like, I'm sure they forgot. Yeah. They put it up on the shelf, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah. That's and they true. saw that and they're like, I don't even yeah. need to open this. We're yeah, just I know it 
don't want it. Yeah. Shout out to the Pink Panther, Megan Marie Simpson, and Inspector Cousseau, who uh, <laughs> who all uh, participated in the first. That challenge. was their name. Oh man, I want to find this. Group. <laughs> oh, that's I feel the like... Dream Team, and they still couldn't do it. Yeah, I feel like they. Uh, I don't know. They played that theme pretty well. Uh, one thing that I wanted to mention, Jeff, uh, you said that there's a person who answers questions and doesn't do anything else. A GM would have helped so much with this game. Yeah, yeah, that's basically you need what that it, like, role in in Deception Murder in Hong Kong. There's basically a GM, but he's on the side of he's on the side of the investigators. Um, he knows who the murderer is, but he just can't talk. So that's that part's really that's a really really fun role um yeah in that game and and you're basically you hear people having discussions on well you know they said it was in the park so uh you know this might have happened and you're like oh crap i might have steered them in the wrong direction so you, you there's a mechanic where you get to swap out hint cards and some people mm-hmm. are like oh uh maybe they they picked a different direction it it, mm-hmm. it kind of reminds me of the gameplay of um like code names in a way mm-hmm. where you give hints and maybe sometimes the hint might draw them in the wrong way especially you don't want them to to guess the yeah. death card. Um, so right. you, you start Counter steering hits. them in other directions and, and it just makes it really interesting. It also make the game more social because <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll go yeah. ahead and let our audience know here's, here's some of the, uh, I, I don't even have to drop anything in. Here's what probably 60% of the game was. Are you ready? Hold on. I'll not a catch up reading. You ready, Tom? That's it. That's all it was. <laughs> It was just, it was total silence while we were reading these paragraphs. Because you weren't encouraged to share information. No. You weren't no. encouraged to do anything. Yeah. You were just reading mm-hmm. the entire time. And I don't think that's what, what people would want to do in a game like this. You want to discover. And part of the discovery yeah, it's a completely is disconnected game. Like, the only reason we had to interact is that we had to ask Garrett to roll for us. But imagine if we were in, a, in the same room. I would just roll for myself, and then Thomas would roll for himself, and Garrett ro- would roll for himself. And we would just keep going until eventually one of us would be like, yeah, I think I got it. Uh, like, imagine <laughs> just sitting around for like an hour and a half doing that. that it's not there was like three disclosure cards that came up that had you uh, take information from somebody else or give information to somebody else. And yeah, those are the three times we had, had to, to talk actually to talk during the game yeah. as opposed to, well, I, I take that back. The one time at the end of the game where you have to declare who your, what your guess is. I think my now might be a good time to go ahead and uh, declare that I was the one in the game. You did not win False. the game, Garrett. <laughs> Garrett, did you win the game? Yeah. I think in the spirit the, of the oh, game. Oh, the spirit of the spirit game. Spirit of the game. I was that ain't how we do things around here. The best type of right is technically right. The best type of and right. That's me. And the the best type of win is a technical win. I got you I got the right I got win. the right suspect. You two did not. I got mm-hmm. two of the three key pieces of evidence. I think you guys got one. And uh <clears throat> you know? Why don't you go ahead and flip to win conditions? Go to the rule book. <laughs> Read the win condition right now. As per the rules, you're not, you didn't win, Garrett. Per the rules, per the rules. All right. <clears throat> Turning to the crime solution page in the handbook, silently read it to determine if your arrest warrant is completely accurate. If just one component of the warrant is incorrect, you have not provided the burden of proof required oh. of a CSI to bring the criminal to justice. In Ooh. this event, notify the other players that you are no longer in the game. <laughs> That's you a non-win. No longer in the <laughs> you game. You must now wait for another CSI to solve the crime. Please don't spoil the fun for the other players by disclosing the solution if you're incorrect. So it tells you to shut up even <laughs> more than you've already been shut up for the entire game. All right, I'll take least wrong. 
I was the least Le- wrong. <laughs> you had the most information, though. I would say yeah. you're the most wrong yeah. because I was the best Jeff roller. was stuck was at level two. I was stuck at level two. I had no, I couldn't even move forward because I rolled trace like seven times. I couldn't even move to the third. So Garrett's I took hands. the greatest shot in the dark. I would say. Meanwhile, you guys are arresting the poor ex-husband who had nothing to do with it. I think now it's a good time to bring up uh, some fun information that I was saving for you two. So this is. Oh, uh, keep oh, in mind audience. information, huh, Garrett? That sounds pretty oh, familiar. A little extra information. <laughs> Hey, if we just wait until we get to the next level, he'll have to flip it over anyways. So, That's right. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know, as they encourage in the real world, as a CSI operative, you are supposed to keep whatever information to yourself so that you can receive all the glory at the end of the case. Absolutely. So, the crime game can be played with our eight-story CSI board game. They have an entire series on this with eight stories that you can incorporate this one game into that they include additional rules for. So... Uh, not only was this a terrible game, but they created more terrible games. They, they I think I saw it. a Miami version of the game on Board Game Geek. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure like the same guy was responsible. It's the same for it thing, too. but we just have to wear open neck shirts. Dude, there's 250 ratings for this thing on Board Game Geek. This game got a lot of play, and I mm-hmm. don't know why. It's because it's so, people like CSI. I think you know they just want more CSI content, and they they. Mm-hmm. They enjoyed being a being a passenger and not the driver, and that's I mean that's that's exactly what happens in this game. You're a passenger the entire way. You don't get to do anything. If you're adding this crime game to your eight story CSI board game, the rules are not in this handbook. Eight story CSI board game. Jeez. They're just itching to write a novel and they're like mm-hmm. how do we get this out they're in bits and pieces? <laughs> microtransaction it should sell sell each card individually. Sell a chat. That'd be really funny. The first microtransaction <laughs> book, you just sell it by chapter. I'll oh give you chapter God. seven for free, but you're gonna have to buy yep. one through six and microtransactions. And if you get lucky, you might be able to buy a season pass. They do have a nice common glossary in here if you're not familiar with some crime terms, like murder. Uh, for example, <laughs> DNA stands for deoxy. deoxy that doesn't help you acid. though. The blueprint of all life on Earth, found in every cell in the body and is unique to every individual. DNA profiling was discovered by British scientist Dr. Alec Jeffries. Thanks. This is what I'm talking about with that extra information (laughs) that you don't need. Who would be the worst person to write this game? What about this? Warrant. A warrant is a court order directing a law enforcement officer to make an arrest, a search, or a seizure. That's pretty good, right? That's better. But still... The DNA one was too much. Well, let's let's go ahead, guys, and uh, see if we can find some sort of uh, general reception online. Uh, if we uh, if you guys have any reviews lined up, I happen to uh, have. <laughs> I think my favorite my favorite review that I found. All it says is, "Not a good way to start 2019." <laughs> That's us. <laughs> It's literally us. They they just played it. They said bad start to 2015. Oh, 15. Okay, got <laughs> so it. So 15. Only played because my 11 year old was excited. So I don't know why your 11 year old is watching uh, watching crime based murder shows, but uh, you know I think you got to step up your parenting game before I report you to Doctor <laughs> Phil. Hey, uh, I found a nice review. Do either of y'all speak French? No. <laughs> okay, so uh, Verglas from Quebec. He gave the game a 1 out of 10. Uh, and then and goes on a French tirade. I'm just going to read you what I can. Notice, due to my poor spoken and written English, the rest of my comments will be written in French only. But you can read my profile for more information about the kind of games I prefer and how I rated them. Uh, so just a bunch of French. I see some 1s out of 10s, some negatives. 
some pluses. And then down in the middle of the paragraph, it says, quote, roll and move. So I think this guy follows us. Oh, uh, clearly. And, uh, he's, he's been listening Excellent. along. He, he understands our uh, English, but he, although he can't glad speak to see we're, well. we're reaching yeah. out on the, uh, <laughs> on the international level. But yeah, well, let's go ahead and uh, let's, let's compare our own scores to those who we found on BoardGameGeek. So, Garrett, what would you give this? Actually, no. Let's save you for last. Jeff, <laughs> what are you doing with this one? Like, last week just put such a bad taste in my mouth. And, I, you know, like, that game, the 24 DVD board game, which is so incredibly bad. Um, uh, well, it's not as bad as 24. It's, it's not, not as bad as 24. Okay. Uh, and I would say that it is worse than Amazing Race. So that put, that's a pretty big range so far. I'm, I'm giving it between a zero and a four. <laughs> You're comparing mm. it to the other TV games, yeah. Yeah, I'm comparing it to the other TV games. Any other ones here? Are you smarter than a fifth grader? That one was bad. Um, <laughs> the Apprentice. Uh, the Apprentice wasn't that bad. It was kind of fun in some ways. Um, so I, I'm, I, I like The Apprentice. I'm going to give this game... Uh, I'm going to give this game a two... Uh, two and a half, which puts it worse than Twilight New Moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I only say that because maybe if I was a bigger Twilight fan, I would have liked that game. Or I, I gave credit there to Twilight fans that might have liked the game, but I think here it's just it's just not good. Like it's just a story. It's just a book. I'm reading a book at this point. I, it's really hard to call it a game. And yeah. it's a it's a I read a book and then I guess at the end if I'm if I my my particular interpretation of the book is correct and that's how I see this game and and, and, and nothing more. There's it's no like mechanics English class there. all over again, man. Exactly. And <laughs> yeah, and I'm always wrong, so I I never enjoyed it. So <laughs> my interpretation was always wrong and lit. I respect that you go through and you think about all your previous ratings for previous games. <clears throat> all I gotta know is what's my high and what's my low, and then I go with my gut. And my low is <laughs> somewhere was in between zero. there. Big, you're a big gut guy. I'm a, I'm a big gut guy. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and let you know that this thing is a solid. This is a two. Solid because cause we did complete the game. We failed. But we were able to make certainly a lot more progress than I think 24. It is playable because I believe that it is possible to win. I'm not quite sure of that with 24. I feel like it might be a technical <laughs> fluke. If you win there. Uh, but with this one, I suppose you might, uh, a very intuitive person who is not overwhelmed with waterfalls of text, uh, might be able to read this and figure out exactly what uh, what the clues are calling out to them. But uh, but not me. I think that uh, I think there were so many better directions that you could have taken the mechanics of this game. I thought that uh, the dice based purgatory was strong with this one, <laughs> and it starts right off the bat. Right off I think the bat. someone yeah. like rolled autopsy twice in a row and immediately lost their second <laughs> <Jeff>. turn. <laughs> like it's 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 really bad the the use the using a dice in order to activate your abilities as an investigator and then the sharing of your information the collaborative aspects of the game are just totally minimal too that's all it it's one thing to activate your abilities it's another to just completely say all right your turn's over next yeah <laughs> nothing you can do just a waste of a turn oh wow um the turn skipping mechanic is one of the worst mechanics if it's an active like i cause somebody to, to miss their turn that's a tr- mm-hmm. that's a strategic move but in a case where we're just like, well, we didn't decide to do anything else with this. We just kind of waste, mm-hmm. like, we waste basically player time. It, yeah. It's so that's that's the worst mechanic. Yeah, ever. you get to the end of the game, yeah. then you have a fifty percent chance of just like missing your turn. Right. Entirely. 
All right, boys. Um, I am a lot lower on this game than you two. Really? Yes, absolutely. Uh, first of all, I wasted two dollars. Two dollars on this board game. U.S. dollars? Canadian or American? That's what I want to know. Loonies? U.S. dollars. Oh. Two U.S. dollars on this board game. Don wouldn't be happy about that. You guys know my loathing of awful rule books that I just have to sit there and read and and absorb the information to describe the mechanics in one sentence to Jeff and Thomas. Um, Mm -hmm. I was unhappy. This rule book is over... 30 pages easily Good because God. of all the scenarios yeah i basically I, I don't know how much do we know how much this uh game msrp'd for i think we should find that out because i god licensing alone i can imagine it was wasn't cheap let me find it uh 24.95 on amazon 24.95 so you're basically paying about 25 cents a card for this game somewhere around there and then uh the, they throw in the die in there as a little buy one get one little deal but you got to put the stickers on it. Uh, horrible deal. It only comes with four stories. Replayability is zero. Um, there's not really a game. I mean, the decisions you make aren't decisions. It's just deciphering what's important and what's not important and then reporting and hoping you got it right. As a book, I would rate this a 1 out of 10. As a game, I got to go lower than 24. I think 24 was actually a little bit of a game. At least it was a dexterity game. Are you going to rate this game lower than 24? It's lower than 24 for me. Garrett, that's uh, not no, no I disagree way, with that. dude. It's lower than 24? Lower no than... way. Yeah. You cannot even play 24. You can get to the end of this game. You're trolling. There's no way not this trolling. is This is ridiculous. You could you can you can Okay, hold on, hold on. Game. The the end result of both games was the exact Yes, we got to the end of the game where nobody got it right and we all lost, right? Right. The exact same result in 24. We all lost because because well, we didn't get to the end of the game. Play the game with its we own mechanics. We got to mechanics. the end of the game and see You couldn't play this game. game with its own mechanics. You couldn't play it well. It was overwhelming, <laughs> but you could get through the game. This is insane. I don't agree with that. You're honestly going to rate this lower than it's 24. Lower. It's worse game. It's not, it's, not game. Game. it's not a worse game. It's a worse game. Not a worse game. It's not a like, game. There's so many facts. Twenty four was a DVD. It's not a game. It's not a how game. How can you? How do you define twenty four as a game? You weren't even able to get to the end of that one. How do you know that there was actually a result? <laughs> what is your definition of game? This is this is absurd. I think you should move that decimal point over. Uh, I'm not giving it a two point five. I'm rating it ten po- ten times worse than you guys are. It's a point two five. Easy rating, worse money spent than on the 24 board game. There's some production quality for that. I don't I, believe this. It, at least the story. At least the story there's was a trash. story. Story was awful. Story was not. The story trash. wasn't trash. Story was okay. The story was typical CSI. Yeah, it's like it's, it was an episode. It's an episode of CSI. Of CSI. It's like it's like kind of predictable. You know. Uh, you know. Here's all I need to know: the required evidence cards. They give you an option for the final opportunity because either of them are Grace's belt. So the fact mm-hmm. that they had to repeat those cards just tells me that uh, game's trash. That's Writing's because, awful. That's because this this is such. I would argue. I agree with you. The mechanics are bad, but I I mean the storytelling. That's the game. But their their story. Okay, their story writers, and I get like the story is it's not the greatest, but with twenty four, I could aspire to beat my high score. I can. How many times? There is no high score. How many times in a book? In a book you're like, 
Hey, you read this chapter? It was a dead end. How many times that happened in a book? You can't say the story. The story writing is that bad. In 24, you literally half the options that you choose. Yeah, the story writing is that bad. You don't go I, anywhere. We have the dead ends in this book. You have dead ends, but it drums that up are suspense. just straight up dead ends. They're not even entertaining dead yeah. ends where you're like, oh, I found out a little bit of extra information. Will Grissom read it to me? I would have been a little bit more forgiving. Oh my god! In 24, you, it's literally like you waste your time for pressing for opening the book. Basically, you. Like, I wasted my time opening this book. For not those a, of the, for those of you who are listening to this, I can. <laughs> see a live feed of Garrett right now and he's smiling with a shit-eating grin because he knows that he's wrong. CSI is a book. I'll be no, it. It's wrong. a poor story. It's a book in and of itself. If 24, the DVD board game, was a book, it, you would literally listen open me, the listener. page to chapter 3 and it would be an empty page and it would say listen go to, to chapter me, 4. Listener, Uncle Garrett, you're going to spend 15 minutes losing in 24. You're going to spend an hour and a half losing in this game. We spent go, that long in 24. Just go pick up. We didn't spend an hour and a half. We spent a Maybe long you, time. For you to we get spent your at DVD least thirty minutes. We spent at least thirty minutes playing twenty. Well, we didn't spend an hour and a half. So you're wait. So uh, it's all about length to you. Your no, argument it's not all keeps about switching. Length, but here. if I, if if the end result is that everybody loses anyway, I'd rather go. You don't go have out. to lose anyway. That was that was a bad call. Like that was that was some that was a mistake that you made as an investigator, and, and you just you can't swallow Jeff. that. I didn't even get yeah. far enough, but. Ooh, we got a sample group of three people. Same thing with 24. What's your argument there? Sample group of three people. The mechanics are we flawed get in that it. one. <laughs> you couldn't get through this one. You got to the end. You got a chance to... There was an end game in this one. There was no end game in 24. You couldn't get to the end game. The game itself we got to, blocked we got to the, the end We game. got to the terrorist end game. Gotcha. <laughs> we died. That's an end game. <laughs> you guys arrested the wrong person. Oh, my God. Okay, well... All right, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, that puts our average at, I don't know. 1.58. 1.58. That compares with uh, Board Game Geeks 3.9. We're considerably lower on this, as we should be. Uh, but Garrett's out of his mind if he thinks that uh, <laughs> that 24, the DVD board game, is a better game than this one. That's, an, that's, that's absurd. And I encourage everyone to bully garrett cyber bully him reach out to him on twitter you can do that at our own twitter page just specify garrett in the message it's at roughdraftgames.com and cyber bully him and you tell him that he's a bad person and if anyone can put me in contact with the witness protection agency please just send me an email over at roughdraftgames at gmail.com i'm gonna be needing it and if anyone wants to find our future autopsy of garrett's brain on we can we'll post that over at roughdraftgames.com you can check out that and all the other cool content that we're putting up uh, in the coming weeks board. and months i'm excited to see all cork board Oh yeah, and we're going to be posting our our quote cork boards for each level uh, of the information that we put up with all of our little notes and stuff. Thomas did a lot more than I did. I'll, I'll post my arrest warrant. And uh, last but not least, we would uh, it would be so horrible of us if we did not beg you for five stars on uh, iTunes. It helps people find the podcast, helps us uh, share the wonderful disagreements that we have on this show and uh, any other uh, incriminating threats that we uh, tend to make towards each other. In complete jest, I assure you. Wink, 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 wink. Cyber Holy Garrett. Somebody save me. Name of victim, Garrett. Means. Social media. Motive. Because he's an idiot. Until next time, we'll see you later. <laughs>